Flexibility is useless range of motion. Fuck your stretches. You've been doing the same thing for like four or five years and it hasn't gotten any better. You're not any more flexible. So why are you still doing the same thing? Fuck your stretches. Stop doing what you're doing. What I'm here to talk about today is the difference between flexibility and mobility. I promise you there is a difference. But at the same time, I understand there's a lot of confusion. And if you don't know the difference between flex and bo- flexibility and mobility, then you've been you've been misinformed and I'm here to help out. So, first I need to mention Dr. Andreo Spina and functional range conditioning. So I just got back from a two-day seminar over the weekend doing one of his functional range conditioning certifications. And so he has this entire system and functional range conditioning is just one of his courses. He's got like four or five different courses, I believe. And so his whole functional range system is a comprehensive yet extremely simple system for designing the human body to move the way that it's supposed to move. And I say designing because it is a long-term process. I did not say teaching the human body how to move. That implies that, you know, a lot of people would think if you just teach it, well, it's like, all right, well, you just need someone to tell you what to do, and then you just know how to do it because you just learned it like that. It's not what happens. I'm talking about designing the human body intelligently over the long term based on extremely sound science because there's tons of research on evolutionary biology, there's tons of research on human anatomy and human physiology. We understand how the human organism is supposed to move based on evolutionary history hundreds of thousands of years humans have moved for the same way humans have been structured more or less the same way we understand all this we combine that with human anatomy and we combine that with human physiology and we then have a really good understanding of how the human body actually adapts like how how do we actually make changes how does the body remodel itself how does the body redesign itself according to the things that we do to it or the things that happen to it right the things that are internal and the things that are external so this system again is is extremely comprehensive because it covers basically every area of the body in every different way that the human body can learn to move, essentially. But it's extremely simple because it doesn't make any assumptions. He didn't just make shit up. He wasn't just like, well, I think that this would be cool, so let's throw this in there. It's all just really simple, like first principles of very well-researched science. So I went to this seminar over the weekend. 
I'd already known about him and his system for the past like two to three years, but he's running a business, so obviously he doesn't put out all of his shit for free on the internet. So I just had like a surface level understanding and I was like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but like, I don't know how I can really like apply it. So going into the seminar, I was a little bit skeptical. You know, I was like, I hope he doesn't just tell me all this shit that I already know and just fucking take my money and walk. It was so much better than anything I could have imagined. That shit was $900. I easily like knowing what I got from it. I easily would have paid two or three times as much. And I don't have a lot of financial luxury. That shit was so valuable. Like, I'm literally one day removed. So, you know, maybe I'm sort of hyped up. But it wasn't a fucking motivational thing. But I'm just like, it's it's really just like marinating in my mind. But I, I, I can already say that this is, it's literally going to change my life. It has already like significantly altered the way that I view the human body and the potential that it has for movement and adaptation. So I went a little bit deeper there than I thought I would, but I just, I really need to mention him. So I was just at that seminar for the past two days. It was fantastic. Really like better than what I could have imagined. It went way deeper into the concepts than I thought that it would. And I realized very quickly that it can be even more broadly applied than I thought that it could. So again, that's Dr. Andreo Spina. If you want to check him out, I highly suggest it. Anybody in the fitness industry, like, you're fucking up if you don't look into his shit. Like, you should go take one of his seminars. But if you don't at least look into it and just know that this idea is out there, like, you're fucking up. You're doing a disservice to all of your clients and yourself. For everybody else, if you happen to have a human body, you should strongly consider looking into this as well. I think that you actually have to be like a trainer of some sort to go take the certifications or like to earn the certification, but look for look for a teacher, like someone who is certified that can teach you. It's 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 incredible. I mean, you can find a a little bit like a enough to get started with like some YouTube videos and shit, but like literally anybody who has a human body, which is probably everyone listening to this, you need to learn this. Like, you really need to learn how the human body is supposed to move and the way that it adapts to movement or a lack of movement. And then you need to teach that shit to your kids in some capacity. Like, we're living in a weird fucking world where, like, humans are supposed to know how to move like humans because that's just what all animals do. But we're <laughs> modern society's fucking people up. Our movement is jacked up. It's crazy. So, Andreo Spina, A-N-D-R-E-O, space, S-P-I-N-A. Functional Range Conditioning. Uh, I think the website might be Functional Range Anatomy, but I don't know. If you Google Functional Range Conditioning or Functional Range Anatomy, you'll definitely find it. And please consume that shit as quickly and as often as you can. As quickly, meaning as soon as possible. Alright, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. What's the difference between flexibility and mobility? Flexibility is a useless range of motion. Mobility, maybe you guessed, is a useful range of motion. 
If that sounds a little judgy, it kind of is. So more technically, flexibility is a passive range of motion. Mobility is an active range of motion. And the passivity and the activity that we're talking about regards the muscles, right? So the, the muscles are what obviously move us around. So flexibility is a passive range of motion. So when we're talking about what is your like level of flexibility if you wanted to quantify it and you just took it joint by joint you'd be able to measure the angles in degrees right and you would have your flexibility and again that's the passive range of motion so that would be like you had a, a therapist or a trainer who just moved all of your joints for you you did absolutely nothing with your muscles they just moved all of your joints for you found where it stopped moving and that would be your flexibility that would be your passive range of motion your mobility would be you essentially doing the same stuff but doing it off of your own willpower like you actually using the muscles actively to try to pull into those same ranges of motion what you quickly find out is your mobility is probably nothing close to your flexibility so if you could guess what always happens what is always the case is that flexibility represents an end range of motion represents the like 100% capacity of that joint to move and then the mobility is always a percentage of that All right so your mobility is always less than your flexibility and this should make sense like when you think about it you're like yeah of course well, like, obviously, my joint's going to be able to move further than I can actually move it, right? It wouldn't make sense if the joint can only move to 180 degrees, but then you could move it past 180 degrees. Well, and that means that the joint can move past 180 degrees. So it's, it's, it's very obvious that the way that we've defined it, these are the definitions. This is not anything that I'm just making up like I'm, I'm not just like this like I just think that this makes sense like this is how they're defined so your mobility is always a percentage of the flexibility flexibility is passive mobility is active just like remember that if you just remember that you don't really even have to listen to the rest of this but I'll give some example just just real quick so a simple hamstring stretch if you don't know your hamstring is the group of muscles on the back of your thigh simple hamstring stretch everybody has done in their life you sit on your ass you put your feet out in front of you with your legs more or less straight and you try to reach for your toes yes this is a hamstring stretch the muscles that we call the hamstrings are being lengthened so this is a hamstring stretch over 99% of people who have ever done this, which is everybody, does a passive hamstring stretch. So this, you know, this can represent your, your flexibility, right? This can represent your passive range of motion. If instead we were to try to make this active and express that, that same joint range of motion... What we would have to do instead is use the muscles on the opposite side of the hamstrings 
So that's the muscles on the front of your legs. So we're, you know, to keep it simple, we're talking quads and hip flexors. It would be using those muscles to pull the hamstrings into that same length and position. And again, I just said your mobility is always less than your flexibility. So when you try to do this, you will not be able to get as far. You would not be able to express that same joint angle as in the passive range of motion. So that's a very simple example and you can try it out. Like if you, you do, do the hamstring stretch example, right? So maybe, you know, you're a, like a average flexibility person in terms of your hamstrings and you can sit on the floor and with the leg straight, you can reach and touch your toes. Right, so instead, to make this active, put your hands on the floor, slide them back a little bit, and then see if you can lift your feet off the floor. <laughs> like, it'll be funny, because most people who've never trained this, basically, if you're not a gymnast, like, this is a, something very common that gymnasts do, they're called compressions. If you've never done this before, like, you'll probably laugh at yourself. Cause like you'll feel your quads contract and your feet literally just won't move whatsoever. And then on top of that, if you actually like try for like a few seconds, your quads will probably cramp in like the worst possible way that you've ever felt. It's fucking miserable. So that's just, just a really simple example of the difference between flexibility and mobility. So gymnasts, gymnasts are flexible. Yes. Like the, the joints that they have can express a huge range of motion. But they're extremely mobile because that range they have, again, the, the flexibility is like the maximum possible range that the joints can achieve. Gymnasts are extremely mobile because they have control over a very, very high percentage of that range of motion. Regular people people who do not train for mobility. Oh, and that's another thing. People have such a weird concept of how to train for mobility. They're so confused. They're so misinformed. But I think I'll leave that for another time because this was supposed to be a short episode. So other people who don't train for mobility, their actual active ranges of motion are so much smaller than what their passive range of motion is. And what that means is they just they don't actually have control of these other ranges. Right? So the mobility is always a portion of the flexibility. And the bigger that gap is, the worse off you are in so many so many different ways. Like first, probably the most important one is that you are so much more likely to get injured. You are so much more likely to get injured in a position Right, and these are always lengthened positions. So we have control over the mid-range because that shit's easy. That's where we operate in all of regular life for the most part. But these extended ranges of motion where we are already weaker, like there's some, some physiological anatomical stuff that uh, I don't want to get into. You can look it up. It's There's a the length-tension relationship basically says that we're weaker at these end ranges of motion. And so we're talking about a position where we're already weaker and just based on the physiological structures, 
And then not only that, we have no control there because we never train it. We spend so much time like for just fucking growing up. People like emphasize the need to stretch, just stretch, just put yourself into this passive range of motion and do nothing. Just relax. Just breathe. It's fucking insane. You are just opening up more potential to be injured. Like literally like more physical space for you to be injured. In terms of injury prevention, without a doubt, like this is this is not an argument, this is not my opinion. In terms of injury prevention, you are better off to be less flexible. That is to say that your joints have a smaller range of motion, but you have a higher percentage of mobility compared to being more flexible with a lower percentage of mobility. So I'll, I'll, I'll illustrate it with some arbitrary numbers. So we'll say one person has 180 degrees of flexibility. And obviously it's different joint by joint, but we're just going to use just one isolated example. So you have one person has 180 degrees of flexibility like in their shoulder. Your shoulder has a huge range of motion in certain directions. It has 180 degrees range of motion if it's functioning properly. This is flexibility. So I'm talking about passive range of motion. If we say that person who has 180 degrees passive range only has 140 degrees active range, which is their mobility, then that means from 140 to 180, that 40 degree range, that 40 degree sector is extremely likely to get injured compared to the 140 that it actually has control over. So then instead, we take someone else, side by side example, and they now only have 140 degrees of flexibility. Uh, all right, let's be more realistic. They have 150 degrees of flexibility and they still have 140 degrees of mobility who's more likely to get injured the person who has a 40 degree range where they have no control or the person who has a 10 degree range where they have no control obviously it's the one who has more like literally there is more physical space in which they are highly likely to get injured. There is more space where their body will get to passively, meaning that an external force can just move them into that position and they can't do anything about it. They just have no control. Not only that, so when we talk about control, right? Mobility is range of motion that you have control over. we're talking about control that's that's just the first part that's where it all has to start being able to control it so i mean it's really like you have to have the awareness first and then you can control it but after that if you don't have control then you sure as hell don't have any strength if you don't have control you don't have endurance with those muscles in that position if you don't have control you can't express any sort of speed. You can't express any sort of power. You can't fucking do anything. You can't learn new skills there. Like, you just, you literally can't do anything. 
So the difference between flexibility and mobility, your mobility is your workspace. Like very literally, it is the space of possibilities in which your joints can move and you can actually perform work. The flexibility is the additional range of motion that your joints can get into without you can without you controlling it. So your flexibility it's like the additional range in which you can be likely to get injured. So again, you're better off training for mobility. You want your mobility to represent an extremely high percentage of whatever your flexibility is. Obviously, for optimal results, you can train them concurrently to an extent. But really, first thing you need to do is work on narrowing the gap between your mobile range of motion, your active range of motion, and your flexible range of motion, which again is the passive range of motion. So back to the beginning, the way that I started this shit, fuck your stretches. It's not that stretching is wrong. It's that you've been terribly misinformed and you don't actually know how to stretch in a way that's going to make you more mobile. I will mention just one thing real quick, but I want to, I'll get deeper into like how you can actually stretch, how you can actually become more mobile in later episodes. Cause I have a lot to say about this shit that I learned about the seminar. It's, it was really incredible. But one thing I'll say real quick, cause I've mentioned you've been terribly misinformed. Very commonly, people think to stretch, all you need to do is just stretch for 30 seconds. That's like everybody's landmark. (laughs) Like literally, if you ask like any sort of like average adult, if, if you had to like have them pick from a few different answers, like everyone would say like, yeah, you just stretch for 30 seconds. Like that's what I learned in PE class. That's what my high school strength training coach taught me. The 30 second stretch doesn't actually do anything for you. So in order for the cells in the connective tissue to actually start making changes, and I'm right now I'm just talking about temporary. So like while you're stretching and like for a small period of time after. I'm talking like 15 minutes. 30 minutes after. So for the cells to actually make changes and like to actually release and start to lengthen further, you need to sit in a stretch for about two to three minutes. The 30 second mark was actually misinterpreted from, you know, there, there is something that applies to the 30 second mark, but it's, it's a different change that happens and it's it's not the muscles actually relaxing and lengthening what is happening is that essentially the amount of pain that you feel from the stretch decreases so like around the 30 second mark plus or minus 5 10 seconds like around the 30 second mark you have this analgesic effect where the sensation that you feel there, which is a type of pain, 
It is a, like stretching a muscle is a pain response. That sensation that you feel decreases around 30 seconds. But the actual changes, the muscles don't relax and lengthen and dissipate the tension until like two to three minutes of just sitting in a stretch. I'm not talking about fucking bouncing around like the 30 second mark. You can expect this sensation to dull a little bit. It's less painful, but it takes a much, much longer time to actually start to create changes. And again, these are only temporary changes. So what you actually need to do, which is basically what the whole functional range system is about, is you use different sort of techniques to open up new range. And then you basically just apply strength training principles. Again, very well studied. Simple strength training principles to the new range of motion. That's how you master new range of motion that's how you fill in that gap between your passive or sorry that's how you fill in your gap between your active range of motion and your passive range of motion so if there's one takeaway stop doing 30 second hamstring stretches listen to some future episodes I'm going to get deeper into fitness because I love talking about this shit and just pay attention. You'll learn some stuff if you just pay attention. I don't know if the next episode will necessarily be about fitness. Um, I'm also posting some of these out of order. I record more than one most days. So I got a random sort of stockpile. And I don't choose. I don't, I don't put them in perfect order. So we'll see what happens. But please pay attention. Everybody has a body. Everyone has a human body. Whether you have fitness goals or not, you should learn how to move your body. You should learn the way that your body responds to movement.